Hello and welcome to the Simply podcast. I'm Patrick, Content and Comms Director at Simply. And I'm Aish, Content and Community Manager. Pat, who do we have with us today? Today we're speaking to Simon Fitzpatrick, Group Intranet Content Manager at National Grid. Simon has been working in comms since the early 2000s and was influential in National Grid's award-winning Grid Home Intranet at our Simply's Award last year. Let's get started then. Hi Simon and welcome to the Simply podcast. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself, your role as Group Internet Content Manager at National Grid please? Sure, Uh, so a little bit about me. Um, I've I've been working in sort of various digital roles for for much of my career. I actually trained as an actor to begin with uh, and then joined the real world when I realised that that wasn't going to happen. And started working for an IT help desk and I didn't know anything about IT at all they just wanted people who could speak relatively well and and record tickets and that's how I learned all things digital by the way in which systems and big companies constantly go wrong and how you fix them and why and all that Uh, and then uh, just an opportunity came to join the corporate comms team of, of that particular company uh to manage uh the external web at the time and uh this is going back about 16 17 years ago and uh the company did have an intranet uh but no one wanted to look after it and it just kept being sort of bounded around different parts of the organization and then ultimately landed on my lap uh and whereas i was kind of junior for the dot-com uh responsibility it was it was given to me as an opportunity to progress uh and I think depending on where people sit within uh, a particular uh, business operation, if if you're sitting in comms in particular, you have a unique perspective on your organisation because you're you're thinking holistically. You see all the different aspects of the organisation where if if you're managing an intranet from, say, just IT or from marketing, then there's always a bit of a siloed mentality in in how an intranet's going to be run. So it was really eye-opening to have that experience. Um, and then uh, an opportunity came to uh, move into a, a larger organisation. I um, ended up working for UBS uh, and then started uh, managing uh, um, multiple intranets, which ultimately culminated in the, the the bank deciding to have one gigantic one, which was great. And then uh, a couple of companies later, uh, I, I realised I'd been in finance for, for far too long uh, and uh, National Grid just uh, happened to come into my life uh, just before COVID. Um, and I thought, wow, this would be fantastic to uh, work for an organisation that's a completely different industry, uh, be challenged in different ways and see how they apply their intranet. And what I got really excited about was that um, they hadn't refreshed their intranet in nine, 10 years, and it was sitting on antiquated technology. Um, It had been left to just become a bit of a dumping ground. Um, And a new head of internal comms had joined the organization, who's still here, um, and he set about prioritizing the creation of an ecosystem of channels uh, with the intranet at the very heart of all of that. So I got very excited about the prospect of working on a, a, a a brand new intranet project and introducing all sorts of new features uh, that National Grid colleagues had, had never had before. And the final thing, I guess, is that what also attracts me to National Grid is that it, it's such a diversified workforce. We've, we're about 30,000 strong, but half of them 
are what we call field based. So they are our engineers, infrastructure specialists, um, and some of them literally are working in a field and I don't envy them that. Um, but how do we engage with them and communicate with them effectively? Because a, a, a classic brochure where uh, laptop based uh, intranet experience is not going to cut it. So we had to uh, find uh, solutions within the platform that, that we use, which is Unily, uh, to, to uh, uh, overcome some of those challenges. So the role I, I do, um, we are a small team. Um, although I'm UK based, we have a, a global remit and we support all of the functions in the business units uh, of National Grid. Uh, Grid Home is our single source of truth. Uh, we like to say that uh, everyone's heard the phrase all roads lead to Rome. Uh, we kind of plagiarise that all roads lead to Grid Home or at least digital roads. <laughs> so we have uh, other channels that orbit the intranet um, and they are designed to attract interest for a particular type of persona uh, and then uh, push them back to the intranet. So an example is we have a weekly email called Grid News. Uh, that's very popular with our senior leaders because they don't often log on to a laptop. They've got tablets and, and iPhones, etc. So it's a kind of a, in case you missed it, and it's a roundup of uh, the last sort of uh, five or six days worth of news. Uh, and then it's targeted, uh, so certain links are sorted based on audience preference, and then they click on the links and it takes them back to Grid Home. And then we have a number of other uh, channels that, that do the same thing. So uh, my role is ultimately to grow and evolve the experience. Uh, we're just about now to kick off a, a project called Grid Home 2.0, because uh, our internet's going to be three years old in September, and we now want to take it to the next level. So that that's taking up quite a lot of my time. Um, but also to develop and work from a UX perspective, uh, stakeholder requirements so that we can help them understand how to get the most out of all of our channels uh, and politely stop them from doing things that are ill-advised, uh, try to cut down on the vanity publishing, which is a challenge that a lot of internet managers face, uh, and support corporate comms in general. So that that's pretty much what I do. Thank you, Simon. That was uh, that was comprehensive, and we're just going around removing and changing some of the more more of the questions you've you've answered a few of them for us. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> and I, uh, this is a very serious interview, and so as usual, I'm going to lower the tone now. So, 1998 to 2001, Simon, uh, been snooping up. So that was you. Uh, you were being you were um, cutting your teeth in acting. Tell me, uh, yeah, what to, kind yeah. Of, what, what, yeah, around then anyway, according to LinkedIn, everything's according to LinkedIn nowadays. Uh, <laughs> so tell me about, uh, yeah, tell me about that. You know, what, 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 what kind of acting were you doing or trying to get into? You know, let's uh, let's find out a bit more about you. You know, and and do you still do some of the Amdram stuff nowadays? Uh, I no, but uh, sometimes when people ask me that question, I say I'm, I'm kind of I'm in a soap opera, which is five days a week, and it's called work. <laughs> Right. <laughs> and you know, you're kind of acting uh, in any case. Now, I, uh, I, when I was at school, I, um, I, I was actually quite introverted and uh, wasn't particularly interested or good at things like maths, science. I was more sort of interested in the humanities. Um, but the only uh, lesson that I looked forward to was was drama, because. Uh, I, I just try to remember my sort of thought process when I was probably about 14. It was it was the only place where you were allowed to be dramatic and show different types of emotions and you were allowed to without getting into trouble. Mm. Uh, and then I just found that that was quite liberating. Then I enjoyed doing it more. 
Uh, and then uh, when I got into my A-levels, I thought, well, let, let's really study all aspects of it from a, a literary perspective, as well as uh, the technique of, of being an actor, um, developing character and all that kind of stuff. And then ultimately I thought, well, let's see if I can audition and get into a, a drama school, which I ultimately did. Um, and that was the Academy of Live and Recorded Art, which unfortunately closed last year um, after 40 odd years, but never mind. Uh, but it was at the time, it was the only drama school that did training for uh, television uh, acting as well as, because all the others did theatre. So it had a, a broadcast standard studio actually on the campus and you you didn't just do acting in front of the camera you would also go behind the camera and understand how a, a, a tv studio works um and that was fun um after graduating i did quite a lot of um uh, uh theater stuff uh i mean i had you know very very small little bit parts on a couple of tv shows that you know you'd, you'd blink and you'd miss me uh, but uh, I managed to go to um, Ukraine back in 1999, uh, long before all the problems started, uh, where we we did a sort of an exchange with a, a Ukrainian theatre company and we worked with them. We did various uh, uh, plays by Chekhov. Uh, and I remember getting interviewed on Ukrainian TV uh, at the time <laughs> with my fellow cast members thinking oh could this be my lucky break but unfortunately it wasn't uh and then after a few years I, I just thought do I really like acting enough to carry on in this sort of lifestyle of not knowing you know when the next job is coming if indeed it is ever going to come and yeah. my my friends at the time you know all getting you know flats and cars and you know uh enjoying themselves and they had money and I didn't so in the end I thought well let's see um and then um you know the uh, the IT job came up at Roland Sun Alliance um and then I, I didn't kind of look back after that the rest is history then the, the, internet, yeah. the world of internets uh, yeah took on a, a a new expert um Aisha I think I think you better you better get this interview back on track I, as always <laughs> I apologize in the podcast but um you want you might want to ask about the Unity platform I guess Aisha Yes, yeah. So why did you choose Unily as as the platform for your new intranet? So what one of the really good things about National Grid is that they they and I uh, uh, agreed up front what the requirements were before we'd even discuss technology. Uh, because I've I've worked in a number of companies in the past where they always resort to SharePoint and don't be wrong I, I think SharePoint is great um, but a lot of companies uh, obviously they have to save money and so you then are forced into solutionizing a new intranet with the technology in mind uh, and then there are so many things that you oh, I'd love to be able to do this or can we do that and then IT says oh the SharePoint can't do that or it doesn't work like that and then what you actually deliver is is only maybe half of what your aspirations were to begin with where uh and that's still the same with with national grid but nowhere near as bad as say a sharepoint uh example because uh we wanted to personalize the experience national grid had, had no kind of personalization prior to 2020 uh on any of its major digital systems uh and we have a, a very clear cut demographic. We've got a, a UK business and a US business. Now we we share 
content between them, but because of compliance and regulatory and safety practices, uh, some of that content is distinctly different. Uh, so we needed a way to partition that seamlessly without then the need to create duplicate sites all over the place. Because I've, I've done other intranets in the past where you've got a, a global company where you've got uh, uh, Hong Kong HR, Australia HR, US HR. Uh, and so when someone types in HR generically into the search engine, they go, OK, we've got 27 HR sites. Which one do you want? Uh, whereas with uh, a technology like Unily, uh, it has something called a variant control, uh, which is then connected into an HR system. So our HR system is success factors. And uh, Unily, like a lot of the products on the market these days, is, is essentially an API aggregator. So it, it's designed to then connect in with other systems. And that was one of the biggest selling points, our ability to connect uh, Unily in with bespoke systems at National Grid. And then we were able to have a seamless switching of uh, audience targeted uh, information based on not only variants, but then that allows individuals to personalize as well. So we've got a good balance between push and pull uh, targeted uh, and then, of course, uh, uh, user preference information that, that, that's coming up um so that that was one of the key elements the other um aspect of it was it's a fully integrated content management system um it's got brilliant html templates uh you can store documents natively within it um it at the time wanted to leverage sharepoint um because it was already in existence um that was Possibly not a decision I would have taken, uh, but it, the the essence of it was still the right thing to do because on our old intranet, uh, document links were all housed across uh, you know a, a proliferation of team sites, and people would house clean their team sites and not realise that if they change the name of a file or delete something, it's going to then have an impact on the front end of the intranet. So all uh, intranet link documents were then housed in one central repository taking advantage of the term store that SharePoint has, which is, I guess, one of its uh, biggest uh, selling points. Um, there's also a social element within Unity as well, which is really good. Um, again, I would have preferred that we have used that, but we don't. We we use Viva Engage because that's a legacy thing. But we are now starting to uh, look at some of the other aspects. But things like Broadcast Center, the ability to send out announcements and push notifications um, is fantastic. The Unity app, that comes with the platform is probably the best internet app I've ever used. And, and because it works, it, it didn't really require a huge amount of configuration where uh, I spent, uh, I, I won't name the product, uh, but spent about six months in a different company trying to get the app working because it just wouldn't work properly. Whereas the only one, you know, just sort of put itself together, you know, within a, a, a few days, which was fantastic. Um, and then we like the evergreen uh, environment as well, that uh, it's locked down. Uh, there's a lot of uh, opportunities for, for governance. We, we, we don't want to have uh, draconian governance applied, but we do need governance because if you don't have any, then the thing's just going to uh, become a well garden. Um, and so it allows us to um, subtly uh, address certain things where um, stakeholders are perhaps going off in the wrong direction. Um, 
So I really like that too. With we have things like content lifecycle where pages will temporarily shut themselves down and, and unless someone addresses the content. Um, it also has a, an internal redirect mechanism. So if you change the structural location of a page or even the file name, any uh, reference links on other pages will not perish. They will stay intact um, because it's focused on um, a, a, a file node ID as opposed to the file name. And that just uh, allows the platform to almost effectively manage itself. And then we can focus more on strategy for the future rather than just house cleaning and fixing things all the time. Just a quick question, uh, Simon. So, 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 Grid Home is that used as like the one source of truth for the entire company? Is that is that is that used on desktop, mobile? Is that kind of the one place you go into um, to source everything? Uh, you know, or do, is there a bit of disparity elsewhere, or you know, so, have you managed to bring it all in house? So, so it is. It is the single source of truth. It is um, a. I wouldn't call it thin layer. It is a an initial layer of content that is broadly relevant either to the entire company or and then we have different uh, sort of uh, uh, governance uh, caveats for, for content to go onto grid home uh, it, it has to be static and one way and informational because we have other channels like viva engage for two-way interaction um, so either it's broadly relevant to everyone or broadly relevant to the entire us business or the entire uk um, if it gets more granular, then we will uh, refer to whatever piece of information that is um, as a summary, and then uh, Grid Home will direct the user to SharePoint. So SharePoint is used as a granular source of information where you can lock certain things down and then collaborate, etc. Um, the 2.0 project that I mentioned earlier is to solidify Grid Home's position in the future as being the gateway to our emerging digital workplace uh, so that we have our own user experience veneer sitting in front of Office 365. Uh, and that's where colleagues will then, if they are looking to understand what the Power Apps do, uh, or just to be educated and to be informed about, you know, what Power BI can do for you or Power Automate or uh, any of the other apps in 365, then we feel that that will improve the the search and discovery and ultimate findability of, of, of those apps. And we can then clarify why these apps can benefit a particular business requirement along the way, rather than just directing people immediately to Office 365 or Teams. Uh, we know that, I mean, we, we have a lot of people who are living and breathing inside Teams. Um, I would say with a lot of large companies, uh, not everyone is living and breathing inside Teams because they want to, it's because they have to, they've got no choice. Teams is great and I, I have no doubt it's the longer term future with Viva. Uh, but I, I think the short to medium term uh, is, is definitely uh, a, a place for the, the classic portal based intranet because it, if you build it correctly, then the user experience is, is going to be good. And then, as I said, that that positions it perfectly as the gateway to the emerging digital workplace, uh, because if you don't do that, then people will just wonder, well, what, what's this internet thing? It's floating in the ether, just another channel for colleagues to have to remember, and then it will probably cease to be relevant. So that that's the the position that we're taking on it. And uh, I mean, it includes things like enterprise search, connecting our Unily intranet to 
uh, like ServiceNow, for instance, where our IT ticketing system is um, so that you can search for all sorts of things and then pulling through and being even more of an aggregator than it was uh, originally intended. That That's where we feel Grid Home is going, along with uh, various other bits and pieces. Okay, one well, very quick question. When you when you talk about Viva Engage, is that just the the Yammer um, update, or or are you using it kind of more? So is is it just that you were using Yammer and you're using it separately almost as your enterprise social network, or or are, you know are you looking at kind of implementing more Viva down the line? It sounds like you're not. So uh, just um, well, not not at this precise moment, but there there is there's certainly an interest from our IT function to to explore more of the the Microsoft. Uh, functionality and um, I, I, I'm all for that. I mean, we're, we're definitely not digital Luddites, but at the same time, we, uh, with respect to IT, they don't always think about what are the implications of introducing new functionality, and they're not always aligned to the cultural appetite for change within a company. Uh, and if you do things too quickly, it's going to backfire. Um, and it's not just uh, the average user, um, even corporate stakeholders. I remember uh, at one company five or six years ago, it was suggested that the conventional intranet would be replaced by um, workplace, uh, by Meta, uh, and the IT was all for it. And I remember the head of comms at the time, uh, their jaw dropped lower than I ever thought was humanly possible uh, for someone's skull. Uh, because they were in shock, because they felt they would lose control over the ability to disseminate information. And if you turn that over to AI and it's all solely based on user preferences, then certain audiences might not receive the information that they must see for a whole plethora of different reasons. So that's why we're working with, in partnership with IT, to position Grid Home as that gateway. Um, various other aspects of the Viva Suite we will start to look at. Um, I mean, uh, Viva Connections, I, I think, is is there uh, Microsoft's alternative to um, a standalone intranet that's nested within Teams. And we know that Unily, like with like BZ App Space that I used to use, they're all now looking at replicating that with their own product. Uh, when it becomes available, I think Viva Amplify will certainly be of use for, for corporate comms. Uh, and then Copilot, um, I think, is also going to be really handy. So uh, uh, the answer is not not now, but uh, certainly within the next 18 months to two years, uh, we will be embracing some of it. But it's going to have to be as part of that sort of holistic strategy with Grid Home and Unily in the mix, uh, with all of us working together rather than just. This is a familiar phrase I use that my colleagues uh, have heard so many times. If, if we allow um, IT to just uh, chuck a load of new technology over the proverbial fence, what normally happens is the business will go, oh, that's wonderful. What do I use this for? Hmm. Uh, rather than why didn't you give me something that will solve some of the business problems that we keep telling you about? Uh, so, uh, yeah, uh, I think that's where we're headed. Thanks, Simon. I think I might uh, you know, use the phrase that simply we're, we're definitely not digital Luddites. I like that, Arling. I might, yeah, <laughs> I don't need to use that in an argument. I think I'm I'm, I'm going to nick it. <laughs> you go for it. Yeah. <laughs> a, 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 a historical reference to the mills. Um, uh, Aish, uh, what, what have you got for, for Simon? Um, 
so going back to you know like the launch of the the grid home intranet um tell us about that process and did you do like a company-wide launch or was it like a test group um or like a phased launch talk to us about that sure it, it was a phased launch um because i think there's quite a lot of a risk associated with a big bang approach and I've done that in the past. Uh, and then uh, when you're so close to launching something, you can be blinded to uh, a, a problem that is so obvious to everybody else. And then if it is a significant problem, then you're having to fix that under pressure, under the glare of the organization. Um, and then that kind of undermines the, you know, the, the, the excitement around the launch of a new experience. So we did it in stages and, uh, we, we didn't do it based on geography, we did it on employee type. So we broke our personas down into two major groups, office-based workers and field-based workers. So uh, Grid Home launched in September 2020, but in June of that year, it launched to a thousand office-based workers who were randomly selected. So we had a cross-section of US-UK uh, business units. Uh, and then we canvassed their opinion uh, and we got some very interesting results, like, for instance, uh, after using the uh, new intranet for a month, uh, about 53% of, of those who we canvassed opinion felt that they were saving about 30 minutes a week. Uh, now, if you multiply that across a company of 30,000, I mean, that's a huge time saver uh, when it went live for everybody else. And they, they also, uh, I think it was something like, 87% felt that uh, they were much more reliably informed in real time of what was happening in their area of the business. Um, we had a really good uh, change comms team to support us. And they basically took testimonials from a lot of the, the initial users that we were um, allowing access to Grid Home um, before the main launch. And then not only uh, did that inform our sort of final tweaking, um, to make it better, but it was also um, used as elements of the campaign to attract the interest of everybody else. Say, oh look, uh, Joe Bloggs thinks that, you know 30 minutes can be saved a week in their job, and they're much happier than they used to be with the old internet. Uh, so that that's how it was done, and then it was launched um, formally for the office-based community in September 2020, and then six months later, it was introduced to the field uh, in both countries, but it was altered slightly with a, a, a again using um, the variant control of Unily we, we created um, targeted home pages with a, a different array of contents so that it was more um, of, of practical relevance to them I like to to call the the field version of it the industrial version um, with as they say less of the fluffy stuff which is the comms part I shouldn't really say that being in comms but there is still corporate comms in there but it's also have you have you um, clocked in? Have you got your latest PPE equipment? Uh, have you read the latest uh, action or learning notification? Because if there is an incident outside, obviously they, they work in some uh, often dangerous situations. Um, if, if an incident does occur, then they are rapid in investigating why that happened and then the solution. And Grid Home helps to get that information out now to our field colleagues. Um, faster than ever before, whereas uh, prior to Grid Home, it was always just communicated either by word of mouth or email. And not all the field 
users um, access their email um, because they're too focused on what it is that they're doing. So yeah, it was a phased uh, approach. Now, one of our mottos is grow and evolve. So it's it's very iterative as well. Um, so we, we don't claim that grid home is perfection. It's always being reevaluated. <clears throat> Excuse me. So um, if people do say, oh, I don't quite like how that works or can't you do it like this? We put it onto our backlog and, and then we work with them to try and enhance it. So it, even after three years, it's a very different intranet to how it was when it first started. But the 2.0 project is going to change all that as well. So that's why it's very exciting. Um, in your Simply's application last year, uh, which you won best internet for, um, you yes. mentioned <laughs> the fish and chips method. Can you tell us yes. a bit more about that? Yeah, so that is a user experience um, methodology. Uh, I can't remember every single uh, keyword for the acronym fish and chips, but basically it is a means to apply consistently the way in which you build pages so that there are both usability and accessibility concerns taken into consideration. Um, but it also uh, observes uh, established uh, user experience research where most people, when they are exposed to looking at content that they've never seen before for the first time digitally, uh, and I didn't believe this at first when I was told this, but then I found that I was actually doing it. They they tend to move their mouse, which is an extension of eye movement, in the form of the letter F for Foxtrot or fish. And so the fish and chips method allows you to uh, try and create a, a, a shape of that uh, letter. So you have um, a, a, a very large recognizable font, a heading number one for the page title. Then you have um, a, a, a horizontal lead text, a slightly larger font, which is the opening statement. Um, so if someone hasn't got a huge amount of time uh, to absorb all of the information, we might be able to implant that in their subconscious and they'll come back potentially, or we get them to stay on the page because they've read a simple self-explanatory summary of, if you stay on this page, this is what you're going to get. Now, because that's um, you know, either a, a long sentence or a paragraph, that's almost like the top part of the letter F. Then the, 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 the sort of the stem of the letter F, that's where the eye tends to then move down in a vertical fascia, and then we break content up into individual chunks. So rather than having everything, a long paragraph, all on the same canvas color, um, our page color canvas is, is gray, and then we break individual topics or user stories as we call them, um, into maybe four or five distinct subtopics and we emboss that on a white background with a heading number two so it's also easily recognizable and then the eye can quickly scan and read all of these sub elements so a typical page that we often show the travel page for corporate travel when users want to book travel with national grid uh, it gives you a quick overview of what you can and cannot do and then it breaks it down into are you new to the booking system are you a permanent member of staff or a contractor are you traveling uh, within the UK or off to the US? And then what method of transport are you looking for? Is it plane, train? Do you need a hotel? All that kind of stuff. So the um, in the uh, screenshot of Fish and Chips that was part of the uh, Simply submission last year, it, it describes what that acronym is all about. But then there is a screenshot on the right hand side, um, which is a heat mapping exercise. And you can see broadly it, it uh, tracks 
where most people move their mouse when they're looking at that new page and the shape is the letter F yeah. broadly. And I found that I was doing that a lot afterwards uh, and, and then recollected that actually I was doing that even before I was told when I didn't believe that that was happening, but it, it is happening. So in a nutshell, we, we try to model our pages with that sort of letter F shape in mind, but the pages themselves do not look like a letter F. It's just the arrangement of the contents. I Hopefully that makes sense. I, well, I never knew page models could be so tasty, uh, first and foremost. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, we've got two more questions for you, Simon, and one of them has to be, uh, of course, you keep uh, alluding to Grid 2.0. Um, yeah. So what have we got to look forward to? Uh, what's new? What's down the line? So uh, we Grid Home at the moment is is designed to inform, clarify and enlighten. Um, but what we want it to do going forward is to also facilitate uh, where we can. And it, it's not necessarily to uh, rival or supersede raising a ticket with the IT help desk. Um, that's not what we are going to be doing. I'll give you an example that uh, we have um, a, uh, a procurement process where if the company needs to hiring a new consultant or um, spend a load of money on a new IT system, uh, they obviously have to go through a, a, a proper sequence of steps with procurement to get that signed off. Now, the current pages on Grid Home simply define what procurement does, and that's it. It doesn't actually allow the user to then facilitate a submission and then begin that process with procurement. And then what we're finding is that People may read that page, they then don't quite know what they're supposed to do next, and then sometimes they go off and do their own thing, which really annoys procurement because then it might be that, although I don't believe this has happened, but it, it could be that uh, someone who's fairly senior will then commit National Grid to a, a technology or a consultant that we don't need because we've already got something else in-house or an, an, uh, an agreement with a different uh, third party that would be able to do the same job, and then we're not spending as much money. So it's about facilitation in that regard. Um, that's more for the sort of the office-based experience. For the field, there is something called uh, Driver Inspection Report for the US. It's a federal document. It's paper-based. Uh, we have a lot of uh, trucks and vans, et cetera, going around the place in the US to fix pipes, cabling, uh, et cetera. Um, so they're required to fill in this paper-based uh, form at the end of every day to make sure that their vehicle is roadworthy. Um, it's not ideal in terms of our ecological credentials to have a load of paper sitting um, in someone's truck and they they don't always complete it on time and they should. So we are now preparing a digital version uh, within the Unily app where the field workers will just uh, complete the same information with the touch of a button and then submit it that way. And then we use workflow to inform um, all the um, interested parties who've, who've got to keep a, a track record of that. So those are some of the things that 2.0 are going to be doing. We're going to give it um, a, a new lease of life with a, uh, refreshing the CSS and different color scheme. Um, but we also want now, uh, in the spirit of what I've just been saying, is, is to categorize, not rigidly, but categorize certain types of site so that they become a, a family or a cluster of sites, and then we will um, fashion a, a specific homepage design. So something that's more pastoral, which is HR or learning and development, 
will, from a UX perspective, uh, don a particular uh, design and layout, whereas something that is more transactional like procurement or IT will have a, a different kind of layout. They won't look dissimilar because it's all part of the same intranet, but they are just different families of content that provide a, a very set experience rather than one size fits all for every type of content that you can imagine internet might have which is kind of what grid home is at the moment but we recognize from feedback that we now need to change that and and just uh, uh make certain parts a bit more distinctive uh, to help with the user but it's all about facilitation uh and then connection into uh other systems as well so that we we can embrace enterprise search so it doesn't matter whether you're on ServiceNow or Grid Home or any other system, you could find things in SharePoint or in the travel booking system or the HR system, et cetera. So it's all part of this digital workplace with Grid Home in the center, as I said before. So that, that's a taster of, of 2.0. And I, um, if I may, uh, my colleague will never forgive me if I don't mention this. So we've summed up the 2.0 uh, initiative with three words, which is to review, uh, reinvigorate, and then redefine. So we're in the review stage at the moment, what works well and what doesn't work well. Enhance the stuff that works well, get rid of the stuff that doesn't work well. Reinvigorate is the, the, the new kind of templates based on site activity and then the look and feel and the design. And then the redefine part at the end is putting it at the heart of the gateway of, of, of our digital workplace. I love how functional a lot of this, the things that you're talking about there there are on how to help you know people with especially frontline workers you know, day to day making things simple and I also enjoy the fact that you look like you were struggling for a tiny second on reinvigorate uh, I like the ball <laughs> yeah yeah reinvigorate <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes yeah. it's uh, uh yeah <laughs> you got me Aish <laughs> there's one more question I believe do you have any tips for Simply's applicants this year on how to win? Uh, well, uh, I mean, obviously keep the keep the submission to the point. Uh, obviously, there's there's going to be a certain amount of spin, uh, but but if you, yeah, <laughs> but at the same time, back back it up with substance, uh, and that. Anything that's claimed within a, a particular submission has to be proved with analytics or testimonials. Um, but any any kind of internet experience that is forward looking, thinking about not just in the here and now, but where are internet's going to be in three years time, in five years time, 10 years time, with all these other tools and apps uh, surfacing up like Viva, for instance, um, I think uh, an intranet design and strategy and whoever's managing that intranet, uh, the more forward looking they are, I think the more compelling that submission is going to be and then they would certainly deserve to win. Um, uh, and if I was judging it, that's what I would be looking for rather than just, uh, you know, doing a glossed up, you know, current sort of uh, 1.0 version, but just spruced up, is, that's not going to cut it these days. It's got to be much more advanced and multifaceted and the final thing as well i mean our working life has changed dramatically since covid uh we we don't have that many people working in our offices anymore they're all working from home and then you've got more people obviously out and about in any case so an intranet has got to be um as diverse as it can be to support the ever-changing needs um of a business so all of those things i would be looking for uh if, if i were judging it but um yeah 
that's what if I were submitting it now, that's what I'd be thinking about sharing to um, um, attract the attention. But wh whoever does uh, um, enter, I wish them all the best of luck. We'll look forward to uh, seeing the results in November, I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Swimming with the fishers. Well, Simon, thank you ever so much for your time this morning. You're uh, very welcome. Thank you. Thank you. And um, yeah, this will make a great podcast.